Come in, come in, sit down, have a glass of mineral water. Did you find us okay? No, we're still out on the roads of LA, circling desperately, hoping we'll find you before the sun goes down and the coyotes come out. Ha! That must be the famous British sense of humor rearing its distinguished chimney soot smeared head already. Not really. You must be Chad? Correct. Correctamundo. And you're Chris, uh, Sigma, is it? Sigma. Say it again. Sigma. Say again. Sigma. Say again. Sigma. Right. Sigma. Got it. You know, your accent is so adorable. If your accent was a puppy, I'd give it to my kid to cuddle. Uh, thanks. Oh, and you must be the lovely Laura. I like your hair. Red. Like fire. Or communism. Thanks. I like your hair, too. It looks shiny. Like a kendo. <laughs> oh, I wish. Although Michael Keaton was great in that role. So, I guess you're wondering why I asked you here today. Was it so you could buy a podcast and develop a US version of it? Wow, I can see nothing gets past you. Well, yes, here at Fox, we love your show and we're just itching to bring it to US market. Wow, Fox, you're a major network. What do you want with a little podcast like us? Well, for, firstly, I need to correct you. We're we're Fox, F-O-C-K-S. We're an entirely different broadcast entity. Any relation to any other network is entirely coincidental. So no one can sue anyone. It's all totally above board. Yeah, it seems like that joke would work better written down than spoken out loud. Uh-huh. But we put it in anyway, didn't we? You betcha. Can I also mention at this stage that we're extremely right-wing and kind of evil? Understood. Right, so I suppose you're going to suggest all these hilarious changes that completely undermine the original version of the show, uh, like replacing Andrew with a middle-aged black housewife to broaden our market appeal and basing the show on Glee rather than Doctor Who. Yeah, you probably want me to wear revealing outfits and get a boob job. Well, no. For one thing, it's an audio show, so that doesn't make any sense. Then I expect I'm going to have to speak in a sexy, sultry voice. Like this. Yes, and I'm going to have to speak that way too. Listen to me. I'm sorry, but I've had enough. Really, this sketch is woefully out of date. I mean, U.S. shows have been kicking the ass of their British counterparts for years now. Where does everyone still get this impression that British TV is so innately superior? Forty Towers? It was like 40 years ago! What have you done recently? Invented Strictly Come Dancing and X Factor? Well, thanks very much. We've made Firefly, West Wing, Battlestar Galactica, The Wire, Mad Men, Boardwalk Empire, Community, The Sopranos, 24, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, Band of Brothers, Generation Kill... We brought back Doctor Who. Too little, too late, sweetheart. Right, I'm quitting this stupid sketch before you make any more offensive overgeneralizations. And you know what makes me even more angry? I'm not even American. I'm Canadian. I mean, do we all sound the same to you? Truthfully, yes. Ah, fine, fine. I'm I'm off right a boot now to drink some maple syrup and ride a moose into a mountie. English, eh? Eh? Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to day four of Gallifrey. Yep, this is the final one. I know, I think we said we were going to do five, but we were going to do one on Thursday at one point, and... Then I just slept. Well, we we just slept, didn't we? So there, nothing really happened. Uh, so this is your final one uh, for this sort of special week. Uh, but we have just finished Gallifrey, and we've driven off. I feel a bit sad. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But uh, some good memories. Anything from the last day? Yeah, um, I think we should probably start right at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. That's not a thing, is it? That's not a song, really. It Did I just make that? at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, well, this morning we woke up feeling a little bit worse for wear after what for me was quite a late night yeah LobbyCon we were representing at LobbyCon well Chris was representing I was rep snoozing we handed out ribbons we handed out sampler CDs so hello to anyone who has listened to that and is now listening to these yeah normally we're better than this this is just very quick ones uh, yeah, so, so yeah. keep listening to yeah. us don't abandon us don't leave us in limbo um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Ah, oh, damn it, I've totally forgotten. Oh, yes, this morning, the Doctor Who podcast challenged us to a quiz with fiendish questions set by the one and only Clayton Hickman, who delighted in tweeting all of the evening before about how impossible his questions were. Did we win or did we lose? You'll have to go to the DWP site when it goes up so you can find out. We're not going to ruin it for you now. But suffice to say... They there might is, not upload it. There is nothing we can say at that point that that doesn't give it away. Yeah, we won, didn't we? We won. Yeah, we yeah, won. Yeah, we won. We smashed them. Yeah. We smashed them in the face with a knowledge hammer. Take that, Trevin James. Uh, in your faces. Um, but we were a lot more gracious to said faces. Yeah, on the podcast, we're quite gracious about it. But on our own feed, we can be like, oh, yeah, who's your daddy? I am your daddy, and I'm a woman. <laughs> anyway, um, think, so think what... you came out worse from that one than they did. Yeah, quite possibly. I didn't really think that through, did I? Never mind. Um, so anyhow, uh, I went to a whole bunch of terrific panels today. First one was a, uh, a live commentary from the director, the writer, the suited characters, the producer, all various other people of Sarah Jane, The Lost Boy, which for anybody who didn't see it was uh, the one with the nanotechnology, the veil taking over Sarah Jane with a tongue that the writer was particularly amazed by. But he kept on calling it a tongue and I'm like, where are the tongs? There are no tongs here. She's not picking anything up with it. And then we went to see Jane Espenson, uh, who has written for Firefly and Angel and Buffy in the past and is now writing the new Torchwood. And I've got to say, if she's on board... She was just so impressive and so inspiring. I cannot wait for this new Torchwood now. She's writing the most episodes out of everyone. She um, Really interestingly, she said that they are now writing this in the American way. It seems in the British way of doing things, uh, the showrunner will almost have a one-to-one relationship with each writer and deal with them separately. 
Whereas the American way is all to get into a room together and work out the entire storyline and then get it divided up. Um, and so I don't know if she did this on purpose, but I think we can agree that RTD is brilliant at character and dialogue, but perhaps the plots or certainly the resolution to his plots are the things that sometimes let him down. She seemed to imply that he was kept in that room until all the writers were happy with the overall way the story was going to work. And then he could just use his magic and then they would sprinkle all run away. his magic dialogue over it all. Which I think she and Jane, uh, sorry, jo- uh, blah, 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 blah. Jane Espenson and Doris Egan mentioned that they'd found the English way of doing it to have a lot more faith in the writer, but also be a lot more scary for the writer because they were effectively sort of flung in at the deep end. So they still felt, felt like they were just getting the very broad brushstrokes of the story down. But even so, it was a lot more than what the usual UK crew were used to. So that was really, really interesting. And some really cool insights. Apparently, Torchwood is going to continue down the quite dark, dystopian thread that we've all seen in Children of Earth. And we'll see what happens with that. I'm quite interested in it. Laura asked a question. Yes, I did. Yes. Um, and then we went to a fantastic... <laughs> You're not going to talk about what no, your question I just was. Did. Oh, OK. Um, and then, of course, we went to Murray's Gold which was fantastic. It was a a sort of a discussion and a dissection, if you like, of the music of Murray Gold throughout the series of the 10th Doctor and the 11th Doctor, a discussion of the themes of the different companions, the Doctors themselves, of the Doctor Who theme tune, and it was brilliant. I think it was one of my favourite panels. Absolutely terrific. Had some really well-seasoned professional musicians and somebody who's doing the music of Doctor Who, in fact, for her doctoral dissertation. Yeah, a couple of people in the panel we got to know quite well or anyway we think they're brilliant and um we sort of got to chat with them a bit as well Mm. and they're both brilliant Uh, Michaela and Emily yeah I have to say I loved listening to their opinions and being in a room full of people who can really really sort of feel the emotional intensity of having a really good um purpose written score um I didn't realise, I mean, I knew that there was a Doctor's theme and Rose had a theme, but I didn't realise how much the motif, the way that that Murray Gold had weaved in motifs throughout all the five seasons that he's done. That was really cool, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Um, We then went for a very nice lunch with a guy called Kyle, who runs the Nerdist. He doesn't run it, he writes the Doctor Who content for it who writes the Doctor Who content for The Nerdist. And he interviewed us, didn't yeah. he, the other day? Yeah. Which was amazing. A really, really nice guy who lives in Los Angeles and yet doesn't um, doesn't drive, which I thought was brilliant because that's something that's freaked me out a little bit, how big all the roads are. And he was really knowledgeable and really just enthusiastic about stuff, wasn't he? Mm, and he liked Radio 4, which makes him a winner in my book. <laughs> Um, so I only caught the end of the Doctor Who Podshock panel, um, but they had quite a special in, uh, guest on who was the director of the first ever episode of The Unearthly Child. So uh, I think so it was the m- first ever Doctor Who episode. That's right. That's right. Which apparently very nearly didn't get made because the first pass in it was a bit rubbish. Um, so it was really interesting to hear how it was originally set up. Apparently all the cavemen, uh, they had to recruit hairy actors because the furs that they were given by the costume department were full of fleas. So every time they tried to put them on said actors, they'd just get bitten and start itching, which would ruin all the takes. So that was quite cool to hear about. Yeah, and then we saw the 
year in review where we saw all of the British stuff, uh, television broadcasting stuff that we probably should have seen anyway. And then there was the final ceremony where everyone went on stage. Peter Davison, by the way, had made the most brilliant film for the opening ceremony, we forgot to say about it, which had appearances by Freema and David David Tennant, Tennant, yes. And we saw a little brief glimpse inside the Doctor Who exhibition as well at the the 80s TARDIS set. And in fact, I've got to say, I was really, really impressed by Peter Davison. I mean, I I don't know too much about his Doctor. I've not seen too many episodes of his other than Castrovalva, which I thought was crazy. Um, But the way that he responded to the fans, it was quite clear from just how he appeared on the various um, discussion panels and things that he was really, really listening to all the questions and just responding to them very sensitively. Whereas I thought that some of the other guests were perhaps just there for reasons of self-promotion, but he's genuinely seemed to be interested in people. And that came across quite strongly. And also he didn't tell any incredibly corny jokes, which made me another, (laughs) still a massive fan of him. So uh, let's have a quick roundup. What was your highlights? Give me a highlight of the entire Gallifrey weekend. Can I have two? You can have more than two. Just we'll 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 alternate. Alternate? Okay. We'll alternate. I'll have three then. Okay. So my first and foremost, I think, was meeting other podcasters and finding out just how really brilliant and nice they are and the fans who came up and said how much they enjoyed it. It made me feel very, very special. It made me feel really wanted. You are special. Thank you. Aww. Aww. Oh, crumbs. Um, Yes, I would agree with that. I think our fellow podcasters are really special people and that was so lovely to be able to meet them. Uh, I think my next highlight was the fact that we talked to Tony Lee, who writes the American comics, although he's British himself, and he listens to the Oodcast and says we're great and and has agreed, I think, maybe... To do a duet with me. (laughs) So that was pretty good. Okay, so which brings me on to my second favourite thing, which is really a bit of a cheat because it's a whole it's a whole plethora of things bundled into one. I was so interested in all the behind the scenes processing, like the the props, the costumes, the uh, p- the suit performance, and the actual writing, everything that goes into making an episode. That was fascinating for me to hear I really really enjoyed that and meeting the people whose sort of technical drive and knowledge and skill goes into making the program what it is I think I mentioned this yesterday but for me the inspiration came with the people who wrote who wrote Doctor Who or who are currently writing it Uh, we again had the pleasure of being able to talk to Clayton and also had a quick word with Gareth Roberts as well, sort of one-on-one, but also heard a lot of panels by writers of both Doctor Who and Torchwood. Mm. And it just made me think, this is what I want to do with my life. This is, they seem so happy. And it's just, it seems like such a, I mean, they didn't paint it. Incredibly rosily. It is a job for them. It does seem like a job, but it just seems, there was just something a light turned on in my head during this weekend. And I just think that's what I want to do. I want to write stuff. So that's another of my highlights, being inspired in that way. And my last thing has to be the music panel 
I really, really loved it. I, I love to make music myself. Um, meeting do you? people who Yeah, I do. Yes, oh. you, you wouldn't have thought it, would you? But meeting people who are like-minded, who for whom music really, really means a lot and can drive them into different emotional states, that was that was really nice. Really good to hear. And just to get a little behind, little bit behind the technical theory, I think somebody even mentioned that somewhere on the internet there is a breakdown of the different parts of the Doctor Who theme, which would be so useful for me. So all in all, I'm really, really glad that you persuaded me to come. I've had a wonderful time and I'm ready to explore the rest of Los Angeles. We actually just saw the Hollywood sign. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Cool. Well, we're going to leave you with a song that we've been hearing quite a bit here in Los Angeles as we drive around the interstate or sit without moving for hours on the interstate. And uh, it's a pink song uh, and it's really become, I guess, our anthem for our trip to L.A. And we've rewritten the words. So it's become an anthem to our time at Gallifrey and a rallying call, I guess. For everyone who's a geek and proud of it. Right, right, blue flashing light. We're gonna wear our face tonight. What's the dealio? I love when the concert buzz. 2 a.m. and the doc shows up. Happiness patrol. Easing gently, scarves are plenty. We are sci-fi cognoscenti Don't get frantic, be pedantic Why so serious? So raise your glass if you are wrong In all the right ways, all my open dogs We will never be, never be anything but proud And nitty picky, dirty little geeks Won't you come on and come on and raise your Become. There's about a million Amy Ponds fanboys just freak out. Freak out already. Cosplay, tweet away. Sleep is for losers at Gallifrey. It's so on right now. So frapping on right now. Bearded masters, sonic blasters. <laughs> Big shout out to all podcasters. <laughs> Don't be bawdy, sound recordy. Why so serious? So raise your hands if you are wrong In all the right ways, all my open dogs We will never be, never be anything but proud And nitty picky, dirty little geeks Won't you come in and come in and raise your glass Just come in and come in and raise your glass Won't you come in and come in and raise your glass Ribbons are like 30 foot long. That's great. So if you're too school for cool, no, I really do mean that. And you treat it like a fool, choose to fly away. We can always, we can always party in LA. So raise your
Okay.